everybody. This is Stephanie Hansen. Welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And it always sounds bad when I start out by saying I love liquor, but I do. I'm so inspired by the community in the Twin Cities with all the wine and the beer and the liquor makers that we have. I mean, who else makes Arby's curly fry vodka for cripe sakes? Um, our friends at Tattersall are doing that. And today I'm talking with folks that are, I think, looking for new innovation in this space. I'm talking with Dapper Barons, and it is Jeffrey Roslin, it is Charlie Guam, and it is Ryan Boudreau. And you guys are doing something that maybe I didn't even know we needed, but it is low carb spirits. You've got an amaretto, you've got a coffee. Um, there's two other ones that are, oh, a simple syrup. And there's one other one that I'm forgetting, but who decided that we needed to have low carb spirits, but it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll take that one. Sure. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting. We've been into cocktails for a long time, the three of us, and we all started to get passionate about keto dieting and low sugar dieting a few years ago as well. And unfortunately, those two things do not go very well together. Right. Cocktails it's the thing that tips sugar. us all over. <laughs> right. And, and the problem, the key component is that liqueur. So liqueurs is the key ingredient that adds the sweetness. And typically, if you look up a lot of brands, they have very high sugar contents. So we set out with the goal of providing that opportunity to enjoy classic cocktails without all the sugar. So for ours, as you mentioned, we are using different types of sweeteners. So it has the same sweetness level, but you save all the sugar. It's the overall concept. It also has like the same viscosity too to it, which can be important in a cocktail. So for instance, your simple syrup, what a lot of people that are keto friendly people do is they'll use like agave or they'll use, there's like another kind of stevia sweeteners. How, how do you make yours have that viscosity and the taste and the texture without using all those other things? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great question. That was so challenging about this. We were trying to find the right type of flavor, but the right type of mouthfeel. So in ours, we use only natural sweeteners. That's really important to emphasize. But we use different types of sugar alcohols. That's providing a lot of the sweetness. And we do have a little bit of sugar, actual sugar in there, which comes from a very archaic definition from the TTB of what a liqueur is. You do have to have a minimum level of true sugar. So we met that requirement. And then we use these sugar alcohols that it provides a little bit of a different texture than traditional liqueurs, but it's very, very close. And I think a lot better than other types of substitutes that people like ourselves, until we came along, we're trying to cobble together some form of a triple sec, let's say, or the amaretto, uh, ones like that to to try to provide that same sweetness. But it, it, it's very difficult to do. And we're, we're really excited to have this on the market. So as keto guys, like, give me an example of a drink 
that you make with your product that you are like, okay, this is my drink now because I'm keto guy and I'm low sugar guy and it tastes great. Yeah, I would say the margarita is probably my favorite. So I've been making a lot of those these days, but and just swapping out, like, you know, typically you'd use orange row or another orange liqueur. But if you just swap it out with, with our triple sack, it makes a really good margarita. And when you swap it out, your total carbohydrate intake is what with your product? I think what we've actually focused on is more the sugar intake. So traditional triple stacks are like, you know, 10, 10 grams of sugar per, you know, ounce and a half serving. Yep. Um, whereas ours is, you know, 1.3 grams. So that's it's a lot sig- less sugar. Yeah. yeah, it's significantly lower. And for, you know, well, my friend Jason Matheson, you know, he's vodka soda guy. And I don't know, I'd have to, I'm going to have to ask him this, but whether he really like who loves vodka sodas, it's kind of a sad, empty drink, but it allows you to drink. And it's not full of all the junk. So this would give some other alternatives because you've got a coffee flavor too. Like I'm feeling white Russians. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think that the other good, good thing about um, our liqueurs is that it offers such a simplicity, you know? So there are often times where, you know, you can make a really tasty cocktail just using another, one other ingredient besides, you know, our liqueur. So, um, and, and with a combination of those things, you know, you mentioned spirits like vodka. I mean, that's naturally low carb and low sugar. So you know, you combine the two together, what you have is just a very delicious drink that still meets the requirements of keto and low sugar and low carb. One other thing that probably says more about me than you, but it feels like I get into these liqueurs kind of as the evening's progressing, right? So before I'm going to go to bed, I might have that coffee espresso martini, or Mm -hmm. I might have something, an amaretto, with coffee and, you know, you have that just giant sugar load right at the end of your evening and then you go to bed and you wake up and you're just like, oh, so I can see this being a good alternative to those feelings too. Charlie, what is your role? And then I'll kind of go through each of you to figure out what it is that you guys are doing for the company. Sure. Yes. So I'm uh, the COO and my main responsibilities um, are within the operational kind of a, you know, supply chain and materials aspect of this. And so, you know, when we first started, it was, um, it was kind of easy, you know, reaching out to, um, you know, a bunch of packaging suppliers um, that I had known, um, you know, just working previously in industry. But what's unique is that a lot of the uh, materials are very unique to the beverage industry. And so it was kind of a, kind of a good learning experience to know about, uh, glass, for example, and where that's that that's from, um, and you know, cork, and you know, kind of the supply chains behind those things, and then also as we got into um, the actual label, um, you know, kind of how that works when it's printed, when it's applied, and all that stuff. So, yeah, so my main role is is kind of making sure that we got all the stuff that uh, that we can send over to um, our contract makers, and and so they can actually have production. Um, all the stuff ready uh, at the right time. And that's easier said than done now in pandemic times with supply chain yeah, issues. Yeah. So oh, yes. that's a big job. Okay, Jeffrey, what's your role? So I always feel humbled to talk about roles, but I, I'm the CEO. And these the formulas were ones that I started working with in my kitchen. Basically last year during the pandemic time, just made about 200 different batches to 
figure out the right combination of, of flavors and textures, everything we talked about. But I kind of do do a little bit of everything. So uh, the formulations we said, as well as a lot of the marketing, um, but rely a lot on my buddies, Charlie and, and Ryan for a lot of the other aspects of the business too. I, Jeff, in your role before this, like you make it sound like you're just like at home, like some mad scientist guy, like, Hey, I'm going to just start <laughs> making low carb spirits. But what was your going into this that even got you to think like you could make 200 batches of something? Wouldn't be something yeah. I would try. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. It, it really, I'd say came from a, a fortunate outcome of the pandemic. So this this business might not have existed if we wouldn't have had the flexibilities. So I was working at 3M at the time as a, a marketer, but when the pandemic hit, we all started working from home. I was on furlough for a while. We were forced to use vacations and all that actually created a, a break from work. We actually had a baby as well <laughs> right around that time. So I was looking for hobbies that I could do at home. I was already doing a lot of cooking and just decided to try out this new concept of, of making liqueurs because, yeah, as we said, we, we looked around in stores to say, I, I want to find some sort of liqueur option that doesn't have all the sugar. And we, we didn't see anything out there. So started making those at home and that's when I introduced these to Charlie and Ryan and said, hey, I think this is pretty interesting stuff here. And uh, they liked it as well. So brought them on board. So, Ryan, go ahead and give me your piece of the puzzle here. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of um, heading up a lot some of the research part of it. So some of the stuff that we're looking to, to bring to market in the, you know, in the foreseeable future, next six to 12 months, we're looking at some, some stuff in like the RTD, the ready to drink space. So that's mainly what I've been working on as well as just helping out with Charlie and, and Jeff and other stuff, you know, I got to I got to ask because I almost think probably the ready to drink space is a bigger category potential for you right now than the spirit space. So did you have to make the spirits to get to the ready to drink part? Uh, I mean, I think it was it was the first thing that was, you know, ready to bring to market and, the, the, you know, we had formulations done and we had labels and everything like that. So can you get inspired talk, what we did, though? Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk at all? And if you can't, I get it about your ready to drink category and what you see that being like, do you see there being a X percentage carb cocktail using the flavors that you have? I mean, yeah, I think we're looking, you know, with the ready to drink space, we'd be looking at, you know, potentially even, you know, zero sugar ready to drink cocktails because you don't have the, you know, you don't have that TTB regulation around sure. a minimum amount of sugar where you, when you classify as a liqueur. So it does, it does free us up to really, you know, remove all the sugar um, and even have a better, you know, carbohydrate and, and calorie um, you know, nutrition. So, I, you guys probably know this, but one of the most successful people in your space that has done a ready-to-drink, low-carb, skinny margarita is Bethany Frankel, the real housewife herself from New York City. And I think she sold her company for like a billion dollars. Is the, <laughs> is the goal to like prove 
this proof of concept and be in the space and then ultimately to sell it because obviously these liquor companies are looking for innovation, but they're not really having the opportunity to do it themselves. So they love a situation like you're creating. We're taking it one step at a time right now. But you don't I, want to be someone, a billionaire, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> if someone came yeah. to our house with a billion dollars on a truck and said hand it over, it would be pretty hard to turn down. Sure. But, but yeah, I mean, we were having always, a lot of fun, yeah. you know, playing with different formulations and, and the three of us that we're you know, we all come from non-kind of uh you know restaurant and bar spaces. So it, it's been a real learning curve for for the three of us to kind of understand, you know, how to how to, you know bring something like this to market. Yeah. Who are you aligning yourself with? Or do you have any buddies that you've like, okay, tell me how this works, friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in terms of, of mentors or, uh, you know, people that are, are we're working with, we've really appreciated the community within the, the distilling community here locally in the Twin Cities. It actually goes back to how this all started really uh, when things were shut down, I just called a lot of places and said, hey, I'd like to get into the industry. Do you have like an hour to chat? And people had a lot of time on their hands. So talking to people like Chris Montana at Dunord, uh, Rick Schneider at Asante Spirits, met up with these people and it was really generous of their time. And, and right now we've, we've forged good relationships with our distributor. We're working with libation projects. They're very well connected and we're starting to make connections with other people around the city, such as yourself, that is really helping us learn more uh, about the, the industry. It's, it's kind of stunning and also really heartwarming when I think about our community, because, you know, there are people like a Chris Montana that you say, Hey, I'm coming for you. And he says, okay, <laughs> great. Come let me tell you how to get here. That isn't super, that doesn't happen in a lot of industries, but it does happen in the food space. It happens in distilling. It happens in people making hot sauces. I mean, it's kind of crazy. You get this idea and then you start to vet the idea. And that's, I think why I keep doing this program and why I have been I mean, I've been podcasting with these folks, including yourselves, for like four years, because no matter what, I keep always coming back to this space because there's so much innovation in it. And you talk about the pandemic. I've said this before, but right before the pandemic, I was kind of feeling like maybe I would wind down the podcast because I just wasn't really like feeling like I was getting that good feeling that I got when I would do it. And like, oh, is this really, is anyone even listening? And does anybody even care? And then all of a sudden the pandemic came and nobody had a way to get their stories out at all because everybody was just in total lockdown and it reinvigorated my interest in why I started this in the first place, which was to help people discover new things and people doing cool things out in the space. Because for most people, you know, we have the radio show, so we're getting introduced to products and looking for new stories all the time. But most people are just, you know, they're going to their total wine and spirits and they're buying their Tito's that they've bought forever. And until someone says like, hey, this is a new way to think about this or a new way to try it or a new recipe, they don't. So I love that you guys are bullish on this space and trying to create something that's really not been done before. 
What is your background? Um, we've talked a little bit, Jeff, about your background. Ryan, were you in sales or? Uh, no, I'm an engineer. Okay. So is <laughs> this is all just got to feel like really foreign to you. Yeah. A lot of learning has been, has been going on. So, Is it scary? Um, no, I don't know. It's not scary. I, I, it's actually very interesting, right? I, I enjoy, you know, staying up late and, you know, making a cocktail and then reading about, or even, even reading through different TTP regulations or, you know, just trying to absorb as much, you know, information as I can. Yeah. How about you, Charlie? Is it, is it, you know, kind of pressing new buttons in your head? You know, it's kind of a cool little escape, you know, so I, I work in, I've worked in supply chain, you know, within manufacturing, um, you know, procurement and that sort of thing. So the past year, year and a half, you know, has been a real challenge as you can imagine. Um, so, you know, this has been kind of a, just a fun um, thing because, you know, I mean, the, the one thing we have all in common, the three of us is that, Hey, you know, we like to make and drink delicious cocktails. And, um, and so that, that is kind of the, really the spirit behind it. And so it's, it's being able to get out and connect with people um, and then also kind of, you know, just learn about that industry as a whole and, and really kind of, you know, um, seeing the reaction. Right. And so, you know, Jeff mentioned that he spent, you know, countless hours in the kitchen and it's, it's, it's really nice to kind of see um, the result of that and people actually saying, Hey, you know what, this is, this is really good. This, this actually tastes good. It holds up against, you know, some of the, uh, the uh, tried and true, uh, products that's been out there for years. So it's just, it's just kind of exciting. So with Dapper Barons, how do people find out about you currently? Where are you selling? Yeah, we are in several stores around the Twin Cities. So the best source is to go to our website, which is lowcarbspirits.com. And we have a where to buy page up there. And we try to keep our other social media up to date with all that as well. So you can search us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Look up Dapper Barons or Low Carb Spirits. You'll find us. Uh, and we we're officially on the shelves, which it was uh, quite a feat just getting to that point. <laughs> I, even when we had product that was in inventory, ready to go, we had to find a, the right distributor partner. It's our three-tier system. I'm sure you're aware of. Yep. But we got that out there, and we are we're really just starting to get into stores, though. So we expect a lot more. We're getting a lot of positive feedback. My brother-in-law was just at Falls Liquor in Minneapolis, yep. for example, and talked to the owner there and picked up some of our stuff. And he said, "Wow, this is this is really cool. We're really excited to have this in the store." So. We, we love hearing stories like that and we hope that it continues. Yeah, I, I liked the product. I did. I thought it was good. It tasted much better than I thought it was going to. And that's <laughs> oh, no knock on you, but you know, I taste a lot of stuff and I'm always like, meh. I really liked the packaging too. I thought it was elegant, but it wasn't feeling like super diety, you know, which for me, I'm just kind of over all that. And I just, I'm doing the best I can at the cocktail bar and I'd like to make better choices if I could. And it was easy, but if it still tasted good, cause what's the point if it doesn't. Right. So yeah. I liked all that. How, who's doing your social media? Are you guys doing it or did you hire someone? Cause I got to believe that's going to be a big part of this. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're keeping that internal for now. 
and who is the audience? Is it keto men or is it keto women? And is it just women lifestyle piece? What do you think, Charlie? You're yeah, you know, we 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 want to focus, um, you know, obviously on the keto community because you know we we think that it's such a strong voice. Yeah, you know, it's it's a strong niche. Um, but you know, beyond that, there's so many people who, especially recently with the pandemic, you know, have I, I felt become more uh, health conscious in general. And so, you know, there are people who don't necessarily sus- subscribe fully to keto, but say, hey, you know what? I can use a little bit less sugar in my diet overall, um, especially when it comes to drinking and alcohol and everything. So, really, I would say our, our we're targeting anyone, you know, um, 21 to 60 plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone who wants to come on board, that's 21. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to give you a little quiz here and it's not going to be a hard quiz, but we're coming up on the holiday season and New Year's. So I'm going to ask each of you what your favorite drink is to make with your product. And Jeff, we'll start with you. Ooh, tough, tough question. I'm going to go with the white Russian. That's really what started all of this, the coffee liqueur. And I, uh, I, I think especially around this time of year, it's a really great drink. It is so super seasonal. All right, Ryan, how about you? Um, you know, I, especially around the holidays, the grasshopper is always, uh, you know, a popular drink. So I would say that with the chunk with the creme de cacao liqueur. But I also so how really are like you making it. We've got a formulation that we're working on as far as the the, the mint piece of it goes. Um, so, yeah, that's the mint won't be out this right year. Now, but, yeah. yeah, the mint won't be out this year, but but yeah, you can at least save yourself the sugar on the creme de cacao half of it, and then for next year, hopefully, we'll get that mint piece out. Yeah, too. I love it. I was going to say the revolver too, which is uh, bourbon and uh, coffee liqueur, and then orange bitters. Ooh, yum. Okay, I like that. All right, Charlie, you're last to share your drink of choice. Sure. Yeah, I would I would say, you know, I, I like quite a bit of them, but my favorite is probably the uh, toasted almond, especially right now as we're approaching, you know, kind of that colder uh, season. But, um, you know, what I like about that is that actually, so it has both our uh, amaretto and our, our coffee combined. Um, and then with the, you put a little bit of cream in there. And it just creates such a great combination that's really, uh, you know, tasty and it keeps you warm and it feels just really nice and cozy. So holiday-ish. I love it. Makes me want to go to WA Frost and sit up by the fire and have one. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I am excited to talk to you. When you're ready to drinks are on board, come back and we'll liven up the chat again because I think that could be a really interesting space for you and it's been super fun to get to know you thanks Thanks thank you so much for your time you bet appreciate it part of this